Well, it's over. Sadly, the wonderful World Cup has come to an end. Uh, I know I mentioned I would have a preview episode uh, for the final, but between a wedding, uh, congrats, Jonathan and Danielle, and extra work popping up. Uh, oh, well, moving on. So France taking the cake yesterday, and I think a bit disappointing as everyone expected this result, and in a World Cup full of surprises, it was sad to see Croatia go out this way, uh, but not without six goals in that final, which may have been the surprising part. Uh, so many goals hit the back of the net. France, especially coach Didier Deschamps, uh, proving that they have world champion level scheming. Everyone committed to the plan at hand of absorbing Croatian offense, and then France just using pure speed when getting the ball to just run at the Croatian back line and wear down those tired legs that couldn't keep up. And you could see Croatians just couldn't get on the same page together. Croatia just too much energy spent up until this point, and I think they unfairly had to play this game on one day less of rest, despite having won all six games leading up to the final. You would think there'd be some reward for being one of the three teams to win all of their group stage games, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. I do want to take a look at the brackets, though, because France did make it through a ridiculous set of teams compared to the other half of the bracket, uh, which was my big issue with England. Um, so in the top half, you had Uruguay, Portugal, France, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Belgium, and Japan. With an average FIFA ranking of about 14, and when you take out the outlier of Japan, it's an average FIFA ranking of 7 amongst uh, the 7 teams, uh, minus Japan. I know I talked crap all over the FIFA rankings, but uh, there's not many other metrics to go off of, uh, except maybe total World Cup trophies, which in this top half of the bracket, uh, you had Uruguay with two trophies, France with one uh, before the final, Argentina with two, and Brazil with five. So uh, that's a total of 10 World Cup trophies amongst these teams of the 20 World Cups that have been played since its inception. Uh, by comparison, in the bottom half of the bracket, you had Spain, Russia, Croatia, Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland, Colombia, and England. Average ranking of about 21. Uh, when you take away Russia, which was the outlier, uh, you have an average ranking of 14. And when you talk trophies, Spain has one, England has one. So two trophies total in the bottom half of the bracket. So whichever way you slice it, it's just clear that there were much more powerful teams stacked up in this top half of the bracket. So for France to make it through, I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. So I don't care what anyone says. The bottom bracket was much more open and at a different level, I thought. However, Croatia proved why they're the best team. But if only they could have put away England sooner. I mean, you know, not going to extra time in that game. We might have had a completely different ball game yesterday. Uh, I urge you to go back and look at some of the top goals from the tournament. It'll definitely make you feel nostalgic for a better time when we got world-class soccer on the daily. And uh, just the excitement of the commentators, it's just wonderful. I dare you not to smile watching some of those goals. It looks like there is no consensus on the top goal of the tournament. Some people saying it was Messi's versus Nigeria to keep Argentina alive. Some say it was Pavard's volley for France when they played Argentina in that seven-goal thriller. Uh, for me, I thought Spaniard Nacho's similar strike was better only because at such an early stage in the tournament, that 3-3 draw between Spain and Portugal, I think, really signaled to us how exciting this World Cup would be, when in years past, there was way less goals, way more conservative play, and here you had a defender taking a chance, getting a top 10 worthy goal on day two. Uh, one goal I didn't see on any of the lists was Inui's strike for Japan against Belgium. 
Uh, for me, I thought that's a pretty special one because to think that such an underdog nation like Japan could get two goals off one of the favorites and the way that he struck the ball, it doesn't even rotate a bit, which is a sign of great technique. It's just really fun to watch that ball sail. And a similar kind of goal was Kevin De Bruyne's against Brazil, uh, a second goal of for them as well. And you just see the ball rolling, rolling, and then it freezes when he hits it. And it is just a straight laser beam to the bottom corner. And it's so fun to watch it leave his foot. Um, there was Tony Cruz's most unusual but ultimately irrelevant goal against Sweden. At the end of the match in injury time when he snatched the win for Germany. There was Ronaldo's game-tying free kick against Spain. I mean, such, a, such pressure in that moment, and he delivers. I mean, my gosh, it's, it's too many. Go look them up. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, and with that... I guess that that's it. Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, my take on the world of soccer for the past month. Um, I know I sure enjoyed sharing it with you. And I think I'll do some of these throughout the club season, which kicks off mid-August. So uh, just to check in on the storylines in the world of soccer because they're just so darn fun. Congrats to all you French fans. Enjoy the trophy for four more years. And uh, I hope we meet again. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I guess I got to... Sidekick Back Radio.